Hello, friends. Hello, listeners. Hello, colleagues. We are so glad you are back to listen to another episode of the Platinum Business Break podcast. And today's episode is sponsored by the 45 Plus Life Coach. And you may ask, what is the 45 Plus Life Coach? Well, actually, we were founded to help the 45 plus crowd, those who are in desperate need of getting up to speed with technology, modern business practices, because a lot of us over 45 have just fallen off the wagon, to be honest. Hey, guilty as charged, that's why I started it. Also, we're here to help businesses. Businesses need coaching. A lot of times we run into dysfunctional teams or teams that have problems communicating or adjusting to change and on and on and on. So that is why we are here, and that's why we were founded, so we can help you. Anyway, and also, before I forget, stay tuned. We have got an offer. Here we go. Again, this is the Platinum Business Break Podcast. Today's episode is called Disengaged Productivity Trust, and this is Season 3, Episode 15, and I think you're going to like it. All right, let's go. All right, so the biggest challenge right now that businesses have to face. Now, I'm going to reference once again the Gallup 2022 workplace survey, which was done in the fall, and actually they're about to do another one, and recent statistics indicate that it's going to be the same or worse than what I'm about to present, all right? Here we go. 35% of employees are engaged. That's trending down. That means they're doing their job. They're doing maybe a little above and beyond, but that means they're actively engaged in their job or function. Now, 65% of employees are disengaged that's trending up. What does disengage mean? That means they're just doing enough to keep their job. And then here's the one that's really the kicker. 15% of U.S. employees are actively disengaged. That is trending up. Now, what does actively disengaged mean? That means they are sabotaging your business, either intentionally or unintentionally. Now, what does that look like? That means they're shipping something out wrong because they're not paying attention, or they're knowingly letting something go out the door. They're not returning phone calls. They're rude to customers, all right? How else does that look, okay? No passion, low enthusiasm, and negativity. Do you have that in your workplace? Role ambiguity. Who's in charge? No one owns anything. They say, oh, it's not my job. All right, burnout and stress. We don't have to talk about that one. Gossip in a hostile work environment high turnover rates, and hard-to-fill positions. And what that also means is when people leave, they're not backfilling. That means more work for those who are left. And that goes back to the burnout and the stress. All right, errors, mistakes with customer service and orders. We just talked about that. And I'm added one for today's conversation, trust. Actually, I'm going to say no trust, right? We're going to dive into the no trust issue. So I'm going to reference a few articles. As you know, I like to do always like to back up my points with statistics. And here we go. All right. This is an article I found online, recent article uh, that was published just a few days ago by a gentleman named Joe Hitty. Um, He's with WCCO Radio. Um, The article is entitled, Amazon CEO Warns Remote Workers. It's probably not going to work out for you. Wow. That's a stinger, right? That's a firing a shot across the bow. All right, so that who is this to? This is all to the remote workers. Now, again, we get it. Amazon fulfillment centers that you have to have people there. You got the delivery drivers. I'm talking about a lot of the executive or a lot of the the managerial or support roles to Amazon. Again, this is going to apply to any business who has remote workers. All right, so I'm going to read some excerpts from the article. 
And, and just uh, bear with me. Again, I just referenced to the article was from, uh, like several companies looking to end the days of remote work, Amazon is asking employees to return to the office for at least three days a week. For those who are dragging their heels, the company CEO, his name is Andy Jassy, he shared, it's probably not going to work out for you. He goes on to explain, the chief executive, Andy Jesse made his comment during a meeting earlier this month, and a recording of that meeting was obtained by Insider. Okay, Insider reported that Jassy appeared frustrated over the fact that some employees were not taking the return to office mandate seriously. Instead, Jassy said that the move was a judgment call and that those who were unhappy should look for work somewhere else. And quote, it's past the time to disagree and commit, Jassy said, Insider reported. All right, we continue. He continued saying that Amazon was moving in that direction no matter what, and it wouldn't be fair to have some employees doing so, but not others. Quote, and if you can't disagree and commit, I also understand that, but it's probably not going to work out for you at Amazon because we're going back to the office at least three days a week, and it's not right for all of our teammates to be in three days a week and for people to refuse to do so, he said. Jesse also alluded to speaking with other CEOs, which he did not name, saying that virtually all of them preferred having their employees back in the office. Amazon has been working to relocate corporate workers to other cities as part of the company's return to office policy. And those who refused to move near the main offices where their teams work were told they need to find a new job internally or submit their voluntary resignation. Man, that's pretty hard. Okay, we're going to wrap it up on this. Employees have spoken out against the move from Jassy, with around 30,000 workers signing a petition begging him to cancel his return to office plan. The plan went into effect on May 1st. So I'll make a couple predictions here. One, you're going to see a lot of people exit Amazon. And the second thing is this three-day-a-week coming back to the office, it's going to turn into five. So that is the goal of most companies are trying to get all their people back all the time. And, and I get it. You know, they have empty buildings. They're paying rent, all that. However, we're about to debunk, in my opinion, all of this. And I think it's going to backfire. I think it's going to blow up in their face. And I think, you know, they're going to they're gonna lose a lot of their high-caliber talent to companies who are going to be more progressive. And I'll tell you what I mean. Okay, so here's an article uh, that I found. It's uh, uh, August 24th in Entrepreneur Magazine by Dr. Gleb. Tispersky, and I hope I um, said his name right. Actually, this is a great article, so I want to make sure the next few slides are, are from his article, so I want to give him credit. We have a predicament. Productivity is at an all-time low, and it's because we're failing employees in two ways. And he goes on to say, labor productivity growth at a historical low rate, and this phenomenon isn't localized to the U.S. The U.K. and Canada have seen the weakest annual growth since 2013, and Australia has witnessed its biggest fall in labor productivity on record. Here's why. And he continues, this global productivity predicament has instigated a plethora of theories. And the one that looks most likely that it is top-down, forced return to office policies that undermine trust and autonomy and are making workers less productive. Again, that's by Dr. Gleb. Dispersky, August 24, 2023, Entrepreneur Magazine. Again, I found that online. Great article. So I'm going to pull some more e excerpts from it. So the first one is trust, the invisible fuel of productivity. I agree with that 100%. Uh, I just can't, I can't disagree with that. 
I think most companies trust is missing. Now I'm going to talk about a statistic here that he points out. According to the ICP4's organization trust index, now I'm not familiar with that, but I assume that's a survey they do and it's pretty accurate. Trust in an organization is composed of five key elements. One, senior leaders trust employees. Number two, managers trust their team members. Number three, managers are trusted by their direct reports. Number four, employees trust their team members. Number five, the senior leadership team is trusted by employees. Now, I'm going to add a, a, a sixth one, and I see this all the time. I've seen this not only in companies I work for or work with. I think at your senior leadership levels, there's no trust among them, and I think that's where it all starts. Um, I was working with a company years ago, and literally my first big executive experience was off-site meeting and all the executives are in the room and they had a facilitator and he brought up an ongoing issue they've been talking about for at least a year or maybe two it was trust among that group i'm going to tell you something folks if your senior leadership team doesn't trust each other you've got a huge problem and there will be no trust within the organization you can take that to the bank all right that's, that's hard-hitting, guys. I'm sorry, but it's hard-hitting. And if you are an owner of a business, if you're part of a leadership team, and you don't have trust, we can help diagnose and repair and fix and build that trust, all right? so And also, uh, I want to point out, uh, you notice the little graphic there, and you can either go to our website and fill out the contact form or send us an email at info at platinumbusinessconsulting.com. Uh, we will send you this Leader's Guide to Earning Trust. Man, this is really, really, really cool. Um, again, our free gift to you for listening. And again, our goal is to always provide better free content than most people's paid content. Just saying. All right, here we go. The article continues. The power of trust in creating healthy cultures. A fascinating trend emerges when we compare high-performance organizations with low-performance ones. High-performance companies are more likely to strongly agree with the five trust statements by a factor of three to 11 times over low performing companies. Oh, that is huge. Okay, I'm going to read that again. A fascinating trend emerges when we compare high performance organizations with low ones, low performance organizations. High performance companies are more likely to strongly agree with the five trust statements by a factor of three to 11 times over low performing companies. Again, if you have no trust in your organization, Starts at the top, you know, it's like vision, it's like mission, it's like core values. If you have no trust, there's going to be no trust in the organization. And the article goes on to the invisible catalyst for productivity. Now, this is going to kind of really hit home on the remote part. And, and, and he continues, quote, if trust is the fuel of productivity and autonomy is the catalyst, it speeds up the process sparks creativity, and fosters innovation. According to the I4CP report, the one I referenced earlier from his article, companies with the highest productivity provide the highest levels of autonomy to their individuals and teams. And autonomy means not necessarily coming back to the office, folks. That's what that means to me. The future of work, autonomy, trust, and flexibility and he goes on to say, the message is clear. If we want to boost productivity, we need to rethink our approach to the workplace. Autonomy, trust, and flexibility should be at the forefront of this transformation. 
And again, that pretty much wraps up uh, the excerpts from the article I'm going to use. But the point to that is this. All these executives are forcing everyone to come back to work. I mean, there's no, it's like no discussion. This is what's going to happen. I believe that's going to be a mistake. If you're not looking at your organization and making a decision that, hey, remote work is okay. I mean, if this is just a control thing, I get it. You know, you put keystrokes, I'm sure, on the company laptops. You, you, you know who's productive. You know who's not. This is just, to me, a kind of a power control thing. And I get it. You know, and if, that, if that's what you want to do in your company, that is your choice. But there will be repercussions, I promise. All right, I'm going to wrap it up with one more article that I found. It kind of backs everything up. And this is from an article in the MIT Sloan Management Review by Ashley Weisheld and Amelia Dunlop. And this was a dateline January 24th, 2023, so still pretty relevant. And the article's titled, How to Build a High Trust Workplace. The more your employees trust you, the more engaged they will be. Now, this kind of closes the loop on the engagement statistics that I started out with. And I quote, our research shows that trust is a critical driver of engagement. Trusting employees are 260% more motivated to work. They have 41% lower rates of absenteeism, are 50% less likely to look for another job. Wow. Let that sink in. But consider this. We also found that roughly one in four workers don't trust their company or their employer. At the same time, most employers overestimate their workforce trust level by almost 40%. With this misalignment in trust, it's no wonder that worker engagement is suffering. Again, I hear that. I hear uh, executives, CEO, the VPs, uh, you know, direct, you know, senior leadership. Oh, yeah, we have great trust. No, you don't. You think you do, but you don't. If you don't have a clear vision, a clear mission, if you don't have core values, if you don't have all of that, that is followed and demonstrated by your senior leadership team. And if your senior leadership team, your management group doesn't have trust internally, you don't have trust in your organization. And that's really what this article is saying. However, there is hope. Yes, a little lifeline of hope. Uh, the 45 Plus Life Coach, we can help your organization. Now, there's a couple ways to do it. We specialize in diagnosing these issues, and a lot of them that we see are either change management, uh, dysfunctional teams, there was an acquisition and people are having a hard time, you know, interacting with the new team. You know, maybe there's communication issues and on and on and on, but this still goes back to trust, but it starts at the top. C-suite, management group, executive leadership. Hey, if there's no trust within your circles, then you've got a bigger problem. And But you know what? We could help you with that, but we don't hear from you. We can't help you. Anyway, if you'd like, uh, go to our website, it's the 45 Plus Life Coach, um, or you can send an email over to info at platinumbusinessconsulting.com. That leadership guide to building trust, uh, that's also free. So if you would like to go to our website or send us an email, that would be awesome. And I'll have all the contact information uh, either in the podcast notes or on the YouTube notes below. So we would love to help you any way we can. Not really a long episode today. And actually, we took a little break. We've been doing uh, how business should be. and uh, But these articles popped up, and this is relevant. So I try to bring the latest news and information to you, especially if you're a business owner or you know, a manager or whatever. You, you guys are just too busy. I get it. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed it. And we're glad you're here. We're glad you're listening. We're glad you're watching. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.